Welcome, saints. Glad to have you out this evening to hear our brother Mark bring those things that are on his heart, which the Lord has given him to share with us tonight. I'd like to read for a call to worship this evening from Lamentations, the third chapter. But first I want to read our monthly theme says, His word will not fail. And there's three scripture readings there, which is in your bulletin. I think you already know this. But His word will not fail you. And part of that word is that we might have comfort because of all the words that He gives to us. And it says, The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in Him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. So we have the hope of the word. And also from Corinthians. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father. And from the Lord Jesus Christ, blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. We'll open our service using hymn number 66.
Gracious and Holy Father, we stand before thee in the name of thy Son, Jesus, to praise thy name for your infinite and loving gifts to us in our daily walk with thee. So thankful for the beauty of your creation, especially this time of the year, Father, and its array of beauty. And we just praise thee for these good gifts and blessings to us. And I pray, Father, this night that you might bless our speaker, my brother Mark, that his words would be your words to this waiting congregation, that all might truly be edified, that we might be even more bold in our testimony to those that we come in contact with. So bless us this night, Father. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Scripture reading tonight, I'd like to read from the book of Genesis, chapter 7, verse 42. Behold, I am God. Man of holiness is my name. Man of counsel is my name. And endless and eternal is my name also. Wherefore, I can stretch forth my hands and hold all the creations which I have made, and mine eye can pierce them also. Let's continue using hymn number 134. 134. Remain seated. to listen to people's prayers. So when uh, here on Wednesday nights, I listen to the prayers, and when I'm up front, or whoever's up front, I listen to their prayers as well. 
My goal is to see if and how they enter into some words of praise to the Father and also do they pray in Christ's name? Well, yeah, but I mean, do they pray to God or do they pray to Jesus? They're supposed to pray to God. So I, I noticed some of the first words that come out are the words of praise. And um, so all prayers, I feel, should contain at least three things. Praise, mentioning God or Christ's attributes. Supplication, asking for things. And pray in Jesus Christ's name. Don't pray to Jesus. Pray to God the Father in his name. Did you notice the first words that came out of Bill in his prayer? Gracious was the first word that came out. I find that that's the most common word in the prayers that I hear on Wednesday nights. The very first word is usually gracious or kind and gracious or something, but the word gracious is the most common word here in the prayers. So what is grace? What is it to be gracious? What is the biblical definition of grace? I looked this up on the internet. It says grace is the basis for the Christian faith. We believe we are saved by faith through grace. God's grace is usually defined as undeserved favor. Grace cannot be earned. It is something that is freely given. We count on God's grace and the bridge he built in our relationship with him. So when we receive grace, it's heaping undeserved blessings upon the sinner. We receive blessings even though we don't deserve them. When we were attending Enoch Hill years ago, we got to know a good man, a good elder, Reginald Gosling. And when we moved over to Fireview Restoration Branch, he was attending there too. So that was a blessing. But I remember one time he shared a testimony. He said that when he was a small boy, he accidentally broke a window at the school. And the school told him that he would have to pay for that broken window to get it fixed. And being a small boy, there was no way he could come up with the amount of money. There was no amount of work he could do, no amount of saving up um, allowances or anything. He did not know what was going to happen. And he was a bit perturbed, a bit, a bit worried. And so it turns out that his aunt, I believe it was his aunt, came forward and she offered to pay for the broken window. That is much how grace works. We don't deserve the blessing, but we receive it anyway. Another very common word is eternal. A lot of times the prayers include, like, gracious and eternal, Heavenly Father. So the definition of eternal is lasting or existing forever, without end or beginning. I'd like to read a scripture from the book of Genesis, actually, this was my opening scripture, but I'm going to reread it because I like the scripture. You know, they talk about praising the name of God, how to praise his name. I think the scripture tells how to praise his holy name. This is Genesis chapter 7, verse 42. 
Behold, I am God. Man of holiness is my name. Man of counsel is my name. And endless and eternal is my name also. Wherefore, I can stretch forth my hands and hold all the creations which I have made, and mine eye can pierce them also. Another very common word in people's prayers here is the word kind, like kind and gracious, Heavenly Father. So what is it to be kind? Definition is well disposed by nature, courteous, gentle, benevolent. I have a scripture from the Doctrine and Covenants that talks about the Lord's kindness. Section 36. 6C through E. And Enoch said unto the Lord, How is it that you can weep, seeing you are holy, and from all eternity to all eternity? And were it possible that man could number the particles of the earth, and millions of earths like this, it would not be a beginning to the number of your creations. And your curtains are stretched out still, and yet you are there. And your bosom is there, and also you are just. You are merciful and kind forever. You have taken Zion to your... Oh, that's F, sorry. It's supposed to stop at E. So um, that, that contains words of praise. Words of praise is mentioning somebody's attributes, like they did a good job, or you are a really good person, something like that. For example, if you wanted to praise... Um, Sherilyn, for her plane tonight, it wouldn't make sense to walk up to her and say, Sherilyn, I praise you for your plane tonight. I praise you for your plane. That makes no sense at all, does it? Likewise, when you're praying to God, you don't just say, I praise you, and, and then don't actually put any words of praise in it. See, like what I'm going to talk about tonight is, one of the things I'm going to talk about is how to praise the Lord. So using this attribute, such as grace and eternal and kind. Okay. So next, another very common word is love. Some will say our kind and loving Heavenly Father or something like that uses the word love. Love involves affection, compassion, care, and self-sacrifice. I'd like to read from 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. Okay. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. That's a common thing you will see in posters or something that says God is love. That's a very common word of praise. And God is righteous. So I'd like to read from John chapter 17, verse 25. 
O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. That, of course, is the words of Jesus. Another attribute of God and Christ is Almighty. Almighty is having complete power. So turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. I am the beginning and the end, the Almighty God. By mine only begotten I created these things. Now I believe in the beginning refers to fall of Lucifer, which resulted in the fall of mankind. Merciful is also a tremendous attribute that the Lord has. Mercy is forgiving the sinner and withholding the punishment that is justly deserved. So I'd like to turn to Psalm 51, verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. So one thing that's important that we have is humility. Now, humility is not exactly an attribute that you praise the Lord. You wouldn't say I praise you for your humility. But anyway, it's something I'd like to talk about for a little bit. To be humble is to not be full of pride. Pride is excessive self-esteem. So I'd like to read from Book of Mark, chapter 7, verse 20. For from within, out of the hearts of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. I believe one reason for our fall was pride. So that's something we have to deal with in this life. Now, there are lots of other attributes, such as holy, full of truth, generous, long-suffering. You could spend 10, 15 minutes just listing the attributes of God and Christ. So I'd like to turn to a couple hymns in the hymnal. I'm going to read the words for hymn number two. If you will see up top in the left top corner, it says this is under the section of adoration and praise, and beneath that it says general praise. So these hymns contain tremendous words of praise. Great God, attend while Zion sings the joy that from thy Present springs, to spend one day with thee on earth exceeds a thousand days of mirth. God is our sun, he makes our day. 
God is our shield. He guards our way. From all the assaults of hell and sin, from foes without and fears within. All needful grace will God bestow and crown that grace with glory too. He gives us all things and withholds no real good from upright souls. O God, our King, whose sovereign sway the glorious host of heaven, obey. And devils at whose presence flee, blessed is the man that trusts in thee. I'd also like to read from hymn number four. O worship the King, all glorious above, O gratefully sing his power and his love. Our shield and defender, the Ancient of Days, pavilioned in splendor and girded with praise. O tell of his might, O sing of his grace, whose robe is the light, whose canopy space. His chariots of wrath, the deep thunder clouds form, and dark is his path on the wings of the storm. Thy bountiful care, what tongue can recite? It breathes in the air, it shines in the light. It streams from the hills, it descends to the plain, and sweetly distills in the dew and the rain. Frail children of dust, and feeble is frail, and thee do we trust, nor find thee to fail. Thy mercies, how tender, how firm to the end, our maker, defender, redeemer, and friend. I'd also like to read the words to hymn number six. Praise the Lord, ye heavens adore him. Praise him, angels, in the height. Sun and moon rejoice before him. Praise him, all ye stars and light. Praise the Lord, for he hath spoken. Worlds his mighty voice obeyed. Laws which never shall be broken, for their guidance hath he made. Praise the Lord, for he is glorious. Never shall his promise fail. God hath made his saints victorious. Sin and death shall not prevail. Praise the God of our salvation. Hosts on high his power proclaim. Heaven and earth and all creation. Laud and magnify his name. I'd also like to turn to hymn number 134, which we just Got through singing. That's one of my favorite hymns. It's got some really good words, some words of praise, even though this is under the love and care section. My God, how wonderful thou art. Thy majesty, how bright. How glorious thy mercy seed in depths of burning light. Yet I may love thee too, O Lord, almighty as thou art. For thou hast stooped to ask of me the love of my poor heart. No earthly father loves like thee. No mother half so mild bears and forbears as thou hast done with me, thy sinful child. There was an interesting movie we watched a while ago. It is on um, uh, Pure Flix. 
called The Prayer Box. If you have Purifix, I suggest you watch that. In it is a story about a boy, a 13-year-old boy, who his uh, sister is dying. And he feels he has to get God's attention by filling out. Well, he actually takes some of the prayers from the prayer box and starts to answer them for them. He thought that that would be the way to get God's attention. But we don't need to do things like that to get God's attention. All we need to do is to pray to him. Now, I'd like to teach a few other things. One thing that's very important is that you pray before you leave the house. You have to bow your head and close your eyes and offer a prayer out loud or in silence, asking the Lord to bless you and protect you from harm and danger, especially if you're going to go out driving. This is very important. I used to just pray like when I was already on the road, but no. When we adopted Paul, I created the new habit of praying before we would leave the house. Uh, I shared a testimony a couple weeks ago. Um, One day, Zalfin and I were needing to change a lock on the door that goes from our kitchen to the garage. And we managed to get the door off. That was the only way we could get to the lock. But we were struggling with getting the door back up to the right height to get it back up on the hinges. And I was praying, and I felt the Lord telling me to stop, bow my head, and pray out loud, and ask him to bless us with the the door. So I did that. We stopped. I said a prayer out loud, asking him to direct us to, to bless us in getting the door back on the hinges. And as soon as we did that, it went right on. It was just as though angels were lifting it and putting it right on the the hinges. So it's very important to sometimes stop, bow your head, and offer a prayer. That has greater power, perhaps, than regular prayer. Okay, there are some things that I, I haven't really seen in uh, in the church people, but scriptures talk about no backbiting, no insulting, and no name-calling. So we have to make sure that we don't do that. And also, in a couple of weeks, we'll be taking the sacrament. Now, I believe that we need to think about, before we take it, make sure that we have nothing against anybody. And if we do, we need to go reconcile with them first. And we need to repent of our sins. I believe that if there is any sin in your life that you are not working on to remove, if there is such a sin, you need to not partake of the sacrament until you can work on that sin as well as the others. Now, there is much suffering in nature. So we wonder why, why do we have to suffer so much? Well, God didn't spare the animals when it comes to suffering. There's a really good movie called March of the Penguins. It's about some, I think they're the emperor penguins. 
They live uh, way downwards, very, very bitterly cold. And usually God's creatures, he creates them with the ability to withstand the bitter cold. But these penguins, they cannot really withstand it. So after they take care of their, their eggs and their babies and everything, they all huddle together in one big mass. And the ones on the outside are the coldest. And they work their way into the middle of the mass. And then they are nice and warm because of the warmth of all the other penguins. But then they eventually work their way back into the bitter cold of the outside. Also, there are uh, mother animals that lay their eggs. Some of them lay eggs and have babies. And sometimes... Animals come along and eat the eggs. And sometimes they will eat the babies. So it's sad, but that's, that's part of the way God made this world to be. There's a really good um, National Geographic program. talks about whales. And they show a whale who has lost her calf. He had died. And that he was constantly, she was constantly carrying it around with her because she was mourning its loss. Now I'm afraid this is going to be a little short because I'm about to come to my end. To end on a happy note, an upbeat note, I'd like to read, read the words to a song. There is a young man named Owen Mack. He is Irish and he sings gospel country gospel music. I don't really care for the country part, but I really like his voice and I really like some of the songs that he sings. I believe he's 20 at this time, and so when he recorded some of these earlier songs, he was younger. So I'd like to read the words to the song, If Jesus Comes Tomorrow. If Jesus comes tomorrow to spend some time with you, would you answer all his questions or lie to hide the truth? Would you welcome him with open arms or even let him in? If Jesus comes tomorrow, what then? If Jesus calls your number, could you leave today? Are you ready to lay down your worldly goods and walk away? Would it take a month of Sundays just to tell him of your sin? If Jesus comes tomorrow, what then? If the sky turns black as midnight in the middle of the day, and somehow you knew that Jesus would soon be on his way, would you have to beg forgiveness, or could you reach out and take his hand? If Jesus comes tomorrow, what then? We'll use hymn number 448 in closing. And I might add also that uh, the hymns that we're singing tonight, Brother Mark uh, asked to have those hymns. So I know that all of these hymns lead to and were part of his sermon. So we'll close with hymn number 448.
dear Heavenly Father, to praise you and give all the honor and glory to you. We know that you are our giver of all things. And we but ask to have the honor to know you. Know you personally. May we uh, acknowledge you in all things that we we have been given, trials and tribulations. We also would ask that you would bless us this evening, watch over us, and our loved ones that's not with us. God, direct us in all things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.